Welcome back to the Crush Your Goals with Christy podcast. Today I'm sharing with you another episode of the Rising Tide Greenville podcast. This one is on pursuing creativity as a multi-passionate entrepreneur with wedding photographer and attorney Nicole Lauren. So don't miss it. We had an amazing conversation. Here you go. Welcome to the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. We are the local chapter of the Rising Tide Society, a community that exists to empower the creative economy and to unite small business owners in the spirit of community over competition. We believe that you were built to belong, that you're not alone, and that there is power in community. I'm your host, Christy Johnson, the leader of Tuesdays Together Greenville, and every two weeks on this podcast, we spotlight a local small business owner in the upstate and share their stories. Joining me today is Nicole Lauren. Nicole is the owner of Nicole Lauren Photography. She's been serving her clients for over seven years as a wedding photographer. She's amazing. And she also is the creator of the Styled Event, which is a styled shoot and content day for photographers and creatives. It's amazing. You have to look it up. Not only that, but she also does so many other things. She's put out products like flat lays, and she also is a podcast host. You can find her on her brand new podcast called The Self-Starter Podcast, launching April 11th. I'm so excited to be talking with her because not only is she a creative small business owner, but she also has a full-time job. Nicole is a real estate attorney. She is just doing all the things, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nicole Lauren. Nicole, thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. So I just love what you're doing. I've told you this a million times. You are someone that inspires me personally because I feel like you have an ability to take ideas and run with them and and actually finish them. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> you might say, well, I have a million things that I don't finish. But the stuff that I'm seeing you do is just incredible. Um, so first of all, I just want to say you're an inspiration to me. <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you so much. So I want to hear a little bit about your business journey. What led you into becoming a photographer? And then I would also love to hear a little bit about your law school journey. Um, cause as people have already heard, you're a full-time real estate attorney. So mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit about that and then throw in the mix of the other things you do because I know that you do so many other things, podcasting, <laughs> flat lays, styled shoots. So just take it away. I'd love to hear your story. Okay. So to really give you the full background, I have to go all the way back to the beginning. So ever since I was little, like I have always been an entrepreneur, like, you know, lemonade stands, babysitting, selling bubble gum, trying to figure out a girl's club at recess, like all types of things, trying to figure out how I can make money, how I can, you know, put on plays or get my friends together in certain ways. And I've always been like a little bit bossy. So um, that's kind of where I came from, where I started. And I think that's just always carried me throughout my whole life. Like I've just always been like that. I've always been thinking about the next big thing or the next thing to work on. Um, so in college, I was studying a, to, I was a communications major. So I was thinking like marketing, you know, that kind of thing, but without the math, cause I was like totally bad at math. 
but I thought maybe like a graphic design job, marketing job, something like that. And I did a project in college. It was actually like for an English project. It was totally random. But I ended up like interviewing some friends for the project and I took photos of them with my DSLR. And I've had that DSLR. I had had it like since middle school. Like my mom bought it for me and I was always taking photos. Like I was my friend group's historian is what they called me. Like I would just always take photos and people would get really annoyed with me. Actually, they'd be like, stop taking these photos. Like it's (laughs) annoying. Um, But I just, I had it and I just always had a love for it. So I took my DSLR, took photos of these people during this like interview for this project. And I looked at the photos and I was like, these are pretty good. Like, I think I could do this. Like, this is, this is, this is pretty good. And so I was at Clemson at the time, Clemson University, and there are plenty of photography opportunities at Clemson, specifically with senior photographers. So I decided in my head that I was going to go home that night. And actually, I don't know if it was that night. It might've been a couple of nights after. But I got on Microsoft Word and I created my very first flyer for senior photos. I offered them at like $40 a pop, like super cheap. And they were the jankiest flyers ever. Like, you know, I just put some of the photos from, um, I think from the interview thing. And then I had a couple other friends who agreed to do like photo shoots with me that were just not paid and just for fun. And so I would literally every day after class, I would walk around the campus and I would just post those flyers on any bulletin board I could find. And I started getting clients and I was really excited. Um, Girls would come with like a group of eight of their closest friends and get a $40 session with me. So like it was great for them. It was really good for me too because I got a lot of portfolio building experience. And that's really how I got my start. I think the first time I photographed a couple was later that year I did an engagement session and I was like oh my gosh this is the best thing ever I love couples I love like shooting this type of thing having more than one person interacting with each other with photos just brings it up a whole level I think as you know Mm -hmm. um and so I just like love that so much and I decided I was gonna help any wedding photographer out there I was like I'm gonna second shoot I'm going to be their assistant I'm gonna do this for free any experience I could get, I was like, let's do whatever it is. So I asked pretty much every photographer in Greenville if I could shoot with them. And I spent that whole next year just kind of doing that. And then I also got into a couple of styled shoots um, that I planned myself. And so that's kind of how I built my portfolio. And then I think at the end of like that first year is when I booked like my first, I think it was like my first seven weddings or something like that. I went to a, a bridal show and kind of got to meet a lot of different brides. So That was, I want to say that was in 20, well, I started senior photography 2015. 2016 is when I shot my very first like weddings. Um, So that's kind of like how I started. Yeah. What's interesting about that is I love how you said they were like the jankiest flyers ever, but the point is that you, you did it. You made the flyers and you handed them out and you, and you did all that stuff. And now I don't know if you know this, but I went to a different college and the way that I heard about you was somehow I got a flyer of yours with the wedding photos that you did from a style shoot at the Yasway Mansion. Like at my college, <laughs> I ended up with a flyer of Nicole. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I bet I went to your I bet I went to your college and put flyers up. I'm sure uh-huh. I did. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's like such like honestly, you know, roadmap for any totally brand new business owners out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't you love like 
I feel like as I've gotten older and learned more about business, I start Mm -hmm. to do things like that less because when I was new to business, I mm-hmm. had no idea what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, that looks great. I'm going to do this. But now, like, I let things like self-doubt and insecurity kind of, like, get in the way. But as a new business mm-hmm. owner, it's like, yeah, you know, looking back, you might be like, oh, those photos look terrible. But at the time, you're like, whatever, we're doing it. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> that is so true. That's such a good point. Yeah. I, I often think about my first few years of business when I was like really hustling and just like trying to be scrappy and just do whatever I could to like make it work. And I remember, especially like right after those first couple years doing weddings, I kind of got in a slump and I was like, this feels terrible. Like, I don't feel like I'm like passionate about this. I don't feel like I'm pr- producing very good work. And I think it was because I lost like the drive, like the the kind of, I don't know what the word is for it, but just like that, um, the freshness, I guess. Yeah. Or like the, yeah, like the, the drive for it. And, um, that's so true. Like finding ways that we can like just bring that drive back into our businesses, I think is so helpful. And that's why I love, which I'll talk about later, which is why I love style shoots. But, um, but yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So talk to me again a little bit about how you went. Um, so how you went full time doing weddings at that? At, mm-hmm. Was it at 2016 or was it a little bit later? Yeah. So I graduated college in 2017. So at the time I was doing weddings full time um, late 2016 and then early 2017. And then I actually, right out of college, I got a job working for the city of Malden. So for all of you Greenvillians out here, you know what Malden is. It's like a small little town in the suburbs. It is growing a little bit. Like it's getting it's getting bigger. That's my hometown. And um, I actually got a job doing marketing for the city of Malden. So it was really like a really fun job. It was a good fit, but it was part-time and it wasn't going to go full-time for like another year. So I had always contemplated law school and I always thought that was something I might be interested in. I did like mock trial and debate in high school and I felt like I was really good at it and I enjoyed it and I enjoy communicating. So I figured like, why not? Like, I'll just try. And so I applied to just one law school. It was in the University of South Carolina School of Law. And I got in and um, I decided, you know, it's now or never. Like I could stay in this job and it could turn full time and I could work here for years and years and like it or even love it. Um, Or I could... I could do this like law school thing and see if I really like that. And I also felt like if I didn't try it and if I didn't do law school, I think I would have regretted it. So um, I actually made the jump like, yeah, three months after I got that job, I made the jump to move everything from Greenville or Malden where I was living and uh, moved to Columbia, which is like not too far away. So if you're not from South Carolina, it's like an hour and a half away. Um, but yeah, I moved there and I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a roommate set up like, I just kind of did it. And I I think I knew like one person at the law school, but that was pretty much it. And I just knew it was something I wanted to do. And so that was three years. And all throughout, like from, you know, 2017, 2016 or so through law school, it, the way I supported myself was through my photography business. And a lot of people, I always think this is funny. And I try to bring this up as much as I can, because I think it's hilarious. But 
a lot of people I heard through the grapevine were always like asking, not always, like I wasn't like the talk of, I don't want to make it seem like I was like the most popular person because I definitely wasn't. But I heard through several people that people were asking about me and saying like, why is she here? Like she has a photography business. Why is she in law school? Like, what is she doing here basically? And at the time it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, are you so small minded that like you, you think like this mm. is, I can only do one thing, you know? But then the more I thought about it, the more it was like kind of a compliment. It was like, man, she's already doing so well with this other thing. Like, what is she doing here? She doesn't need to be here. And um, so that has always really stuck with me. And I've always kind of used it as like incentivizing myself to prove people wrong and to tell them like, or not tell them, but show show people in general. I'm not talking about any specific person. I don't know who specifically said those things about me, but um, just proving to myself and to others that like you can do multiple things. You can have multiple passions and you don't, it doesn't mean you like spread yourself too thin. Obviously there's, there's something to be said of like balance and, and being smart about your decisions and how you spend your time. But I think there's so much in this world to like, to do and so much opportunity that we have. And I think that that's always how I've approached life is like, what can we make out of this day? What can we make out of, you know, this year? What can we do next And so I think that that's just always carried me through. Um, So fun fact, while I was in law school, I did not participate in any of like the law school things. So I had a a boyfriend, a very serious boyfriend who's now my husband. And um, so all throughout law school, like I'd pretty much go home on the weekends. I wouldn't really hang out a ton in law school. I did not do a journal. I did not do mock trial in law school or anything like that, like the typical law school things. But I had my business. And when I was actually interviewing for the job that I have now, all they wanted to talk about was my business and how awesome it was that I had started a job and how that's exactly the type of person they're looking for. And so I thought it was just really cool that even when I was in law school, I 100% doubted myself and wanted to quit multiple times and thought like, I'm not cut out for this. this you know, Other people are succeeding way more. I was not the brightest student at law school because I didn't try probably as much as I should have. Uh, cause C's, C's get degrees, but, <laughs> um, and really the, the bar exam is really what matters when it comes to law school. But, um, but yeah, but when, you know, when they were kind of just like focusing more on the business that I had started, it was just like such a cool confirmation from God that like you were doing what you're meant to be doing this whole time. And everyone's story looks different for you know, Joe Smith or whatever, maybe he needs to be doing this kind of thing or this other girl needs to be doing that kind of thing. And that doesn't mean it, it means you have to do it. And it doesn't mean that they have to do what you're doing either. But it's just, it's really cool to see how your story kind of like after, I guess, looking back after the fact, seeing how it's been woven in such a way that it has been, you know, something that you can really be proud of and really think like, okay, I wasn't like doing anything wrong all along. I wasn't behind or I wasn't like, you know, I shouldn't have doubted myself that much, I think, because I think we can be really, really hard on ourselves. So it's just cool seeing that in retrospect. But yeah, yeah, that's my biggest, biggest lesson from I think law school too. And what's so neat about what you just said is that a lot of the guests that I've had on this podcast, we've talked about the idea of being a multi-passionate business owner or a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And we've talked about how life has twists and turns and and all that kind of thing. It's a common thread that has come that has run into all of 
um, the stories that we've shared because we kind of get this idea in our head. If you go like the traditional, um, you know, work route, it's you go mm-hmm. to college, you get a degree, you get a job in that field of what your degree is. And the majority of people, that's not actually what happens for them. That's not actually how things kind of pan out. There's always twists and turns. And what I what I love about something that you said is you said that you went to law school because you knew that if you didn't, you would regret it. And I think that's such a an entrepreneur spirit. We need that spirit to be able to say, I I really have this desire to do this and I'm going to go out there and do it. So I I personally love that you have a full-time job as a lawyer now. So you you know, you graduated and and got your degree, now you're a lawyer. Um but you're still keeping up your business because that's that's who you are. You're a creative entrepreneur and I just think that's so amazing. So talk to me a little bit about oh, another thing that I wanted to say is it's interesting that you mentioned that about the the interview where they wanted to talk about your business when you were interviewing for for your job. I had a similar experience. I was interviewing for a job in grad school. I wanted to get a GA position in school. And I didn't really put on my resume. I in the interview, I guess I had on my resume, you know, Kingsbridge Photography, which was my former business name. I had on there, you know, Kingsbridge Photography. But in the interview, I didn't really talk about it that much. And then when I got to the end of the interview, they were like, "Why didn't you talk about your business?" And I was like, well, because I don't know. I didn't really think it was that important. And the lady said to me, no, if you're a bit, just so you know, feedback for the next interview that you do, like lead with that. Talk about how you own a business owner. I mean, how you are a business owner, but I just ha- lacked that self-confidence to say, oh no, like what I'm doing is, is important and it's valuable. And it actually shows something about me as a person that I am able to you know, come up with ideas and execute them and get them done and see things through to the end. So that I think that what I would encourage anyone out there as a business owner to just show up with confidence in whatever it is that you're doing and and allow yourself to have different passions and different interests and different things that you enjoy doing and recognize that that's what makes you you and that's what makes you unique. It's not about having this step-by-step you know, one thing, one step leads to the very next step and everything makes sense kind of story. I I really do think that life is more, we're more at home with ourselves and with our communities when we embrace who we are, like in all of who Mm -hmm. we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I resonate with that so deeply. I feel like, oh, so many thoughts, but I feel like as creative entrepreneurs, we sell ourselves short 100% of the time, like so often. And I feel like even, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but as, as an attorney, okay, like you have a certain, you have a certain like credibility with that, with that title, right? And when I walk into a closing room and I say, hi, I'm Nicole, I will be, I'll be your attorney today. People kind of look at me like, you're our attorney? Like, you're how old are you? 12? Like, what are you doing? And I just literally have had to do a thing where I just own it. And I just act like a, I act the part, I guess, is what I'm right. trying to say. 
And what I've really quickly come to find out working full time in an attorney's office is that we are all faking it like 100%. And my, my small business, quote unquote, or my creative entrepreneur gig is no less of a business than the law firm that I work at full time that has multiple offices, you know, lots of personnel and team members and that kind of thing. And we're all, we're all just figuring it out. Like even the top executives anywhere are still like figuring it out. And so I think like we obviously, you know, it's cliche to say, but we are our own worst critics and we are like our own, you know, like that voice in our head that's negative and, and kind of just like wants us to take a back seat and say like, no, you don't have to say that. Or no, don't talk about that success or whatever. It's not that it's not that good or it's not worth it or anything like that. Um, can sometimes that voice can sometimes be the loudest that we hear or like the the automatic response that we have. Um, but no, like you 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 look back at all the things that you've done and all the things that you've accomplished. And I think you really do have to do that sometimes where you physically like force yourself to either write down things that you've done well or things that, you know, you you're proud of. I think we don't do that often enough like dwelling on those things. And so I think that can really instill a lot of confidence, especially when you're like first starting out. I remember I um I did this thing where so when I was working with a lot of other photographers as a second shooter, I created this worksheet like okay, so again, very bossy person, very like, you know, want everything. Like I like organization. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like type A cause I am very calm and like laid back normally. Um, but like ever since I was little, like loving worksheets or like planners or things like that. So that really carried over into present day, but I created this worksheet and this is before like Canva or anything. It was like, I think word again. And after every like session or wedding that I would shoot with another photographer, I would literally rate them. And it, w- it was not like a mean thing that I would do or anything like that. And I wouldn't share it with them, but it was for my own records just to kind of like think about what I was learning, what I really liked about that photographer and what they did and what I didn't feel like really matched up with what I wanted to emulate in my own business. And then kind of like what went well that day, I would literally, I had scales of things like categories and I would rate them like one to 10, which is hilarious. I'll have to, I would love to look at those again because they're probably so funny. <laughs> but um, just having like stuff like that, like metrics, even for yourself, being able to like journal about your accomplishments or even just taking stock in like what you've done, it's so helpful. And I remember when I was first doing that, it it skyrocketed my confidence and my abilities and my business. Um, and I, I almost wish I did that more now because I just don't – I don't really – track as much as I should, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And as a business owner, that's so important to be able to do. Um, It's so important to be a self-starter and to notice when things are happening that you want to emulate or that you want to put into your business or notice when things happen that you don't want to put into your business. Um, just, Just having that ability to educate yourself and constantly be learning Um, I think one thing that shifted my mindset, um, because I have wrestled with a lot of comparison and imposter syndrome and self-doubt, and I know that I'm not alone there. One thing that has helped me is instead of comparing myself to someone, when I see, let's say, a photographer who just has incredible photos and I may be tempted to think, oh, I'm not as good as, as that person, 
instead saying, now what do I admire about their business, about the way they mm-hmm. show up on Instagram, about the way that their photos look or whatever it might be, the way they run their business and say, what can I do that is also going to inspire myself and that is also something that I can take from that as a learning experience instead of a self-deprecating experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, That's so good. And and I think it's so important to constantly be learning. Wow. I, I could talk with you about this forever, but I want to move on. <laughs> I want to move on to talking about your um, other endeavors that you have done. Your entrepreneurial spirit is constantly coming out. Um, I know that you've done flat lays, you've done styled shoots, um, you are the creator of the styled event, and you have done um, a podcast, like multiple podcasts. So talk to me a little bit about those other things, which I feel like are your side side jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated law school. So if you didn't put the dates together yet, I graduated law school at the beginning of the global pandemic. So March 2020, I was home from law school on spring break. And that's when they announced like the world was shutting down, school was shutting down. And so I actually moved home. I didn't even like go back to my apartment in Columbia I like all my stuff was still there. This was like way early. Like you remember we did not want to go anywhere. I was nervous to even drive on highways. Like I was like very scared. Like I did not know what was going on. Um, So I'm pretty sure I just stayed there after spring break and law school actually moved online. So um, it was really, really nice in that it, it really was not a challenge. It was a pass or fail type of system and pretty much everyone passed. So I had a lot of free time. My my um, boyfriend at the time was just working. And then my mom and my sister who I lived with were also working. So I just had like a lot of time on my hands and I loved it. It was so fun. And I felt like it was the first time I really was like full, full time because I didn't really have as much other obligations because I'd always been a student when I worked in my business before. And so I remember, you know, weddings were being canceled. Income was like really at an all time low. And I just did not know what was going to happen for my business. I didn't really know, like I wanted to give back also. Like I wanted to kind of like bring people together because I felt like we were so isolated. I felt like I was, my mental health was really low that during that time. And I just remember thinking, and I had had this idea before, I just never really executed it. But I was thinking, I would love to create an event that we could all just like kind of come together. And obviously towards the end of the pandemic, like it was not in the beginning of 2020, But, um, you know, towards the end of 2020, just like I had this vision of us all coming back together and kind of creating business for ourselves because I knew a lot of weddings still weren't happening. And so that's really how it got started. Um, I hosted my first event in August of 2020 and we have hosted, oh, I did a, I counted them all up. I think we've hosted 10 or 11 events since then. We've had over 50 attendees over across all the events um, like 24 models, lots of vendors. And it's been the most fun thing. Like we were talking about passion earlier and like putting that drive back into your business. And it's 100% given me just such a new like inspiration for my business and a new direction that I just absolutely love. So I still do weddings. Um, but another big part of my business now has become these styled shoots. So the main way these kind of work, um, is that I, 
basically put together the vision for an event and it's like a wedding type of event. So if you're not a photographer, you might not know what a style shoot is, but it is a mock wedding, I guess you could say, kind of like an abbreviated mock wedding. So it's like one to two hours, not super long, but you get all the fun parts of a wedding day. So like bride and groom portraits, cake, details, um, table, a beautiful venue, that kind of thing. And so I first come up with the concept of the shoot. And then I just reach out to as many vendors as possible to see who might be interested in joining me. And so that there again, like it kind of instilled back in me that um, go-getter kind of feel because it's just like I'm just, you know, they could all say no and then I might not be able to do this shoot, but they could all say all say yes too and that might be cool too. Um, but yeah, I pretty much just ask whoever I really like and whoever inspires me and then just kind of see what they say. And then I coordinate everything. So I put the whole shoot together. I set it all up. Um, I coordinate all the vendors, all the details for the day. And then I basically sell tickets to photographers so that they can build their portfolio or just refresh their portfolio. So it's open to all um, education levels, all experience levels. And since there's no like actual formal like teaching or anything at the events, it's very it's very easy for anyone to be involved because it's just kind of you getting the content that you need. And so we've had really good success with it. It's been so, so fun. Um, if you're interested, I'll see if Christy can can leave the link in the show notes or the, the description. But um, we have several other shoots coming up in this year as well. And they're just, they're just so, so fun to just create. And also, I love something I just love about styled shoots. And I remember doing this when I first started is that you can just make as many mistakes as you want. Like there's no pressure. And also you're getting to see things that you probably wouldn't normally see on a wedding day. So it's like very creative, very different. And it's not your typical details, not your typical theme. And so I just, I love it so much. And it's so fun also to just be around other photographers. We always have new people there. And I don't know how I really don't know how I reach these people. I think it's through Eventbrite because that's the the host that I use the for the tickets. But um, we get like people from everywhere. Literally, we had someone from New York last week. Last yeah, last week at our event, um, some guy from Nashville drove down. Like I don't know how I find these people, but they're amazing. Like it's so fun, I, um, and it's so fun to get different perspectives too. I think that you should celebrate your success because that is incredible. The fact that you've had ten events and people coming from all over the country. That is, that is amazing. So kudos to you. Um, we talked a little bit about building back affirmations into your business to kind of build up your confidence. So tell, say some affirmations. Here's your daily yes. affirmation. You're amazing. Way to go, Nicole. Thank you. And what I love <laughs> is that it's finding that passion again, like that passion that you had as a young business owner, bringing that back into, into your business. And I just want to say to anyone out there who is in a season of, um, self-doubt or in a season of maybe just where the daily grind is getting to you. Maybe you've been in business for a while and you kind of feel like, you know, for me, I felt, I felt like sometimes on wedding days, I wouldn't be as creative as I was when I was first starting out and had no idea what I was doing, but see if there's something that you can do. Take like, take a bird's eye view of your business and see if there's something that you can add back in to bring back that spark and kind of reinvent the wheel a little bit and pivot because, um, I think that having the passion is so important to our success as, as creative. Mm -hmm. Um, this podcast, I think it's coming out on April 12th. 
So another pivot, you have a podcast coming out. So at the time that this comes out, I think it will already be out. Yes, it'll be out yesterday when this podcast Amazing. comes out. So yeah, I'm really excited. I um I did a podcast like during COVID and it was just a fun, it was like a fun little podcast. It was like a self-help girl talk kind of thing. And then I took it actually to a different level when I did it while I was wedding planning. And so it's really fun. It's still on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to it, but it's definitely, it was just, it was just for a season and I didn't, there was no strategy really behind it. It was just kind of for fun because I like talking, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, but I really have always wanted to do more education with photography, more education with creative entrepreneurs, small business owners. And so I have always had an idea to um, do that in a podcast. And I have recently, so yeah, we just launched our trailer and we're having our first full episodes come out on April 11th, so 411. And it's called Self Starter Podcast. So I'd love for you to listen. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about pretty much everything about running a business. And also my main, like my main focus for this and my main goal is to kind of bridge the gap between my two, like my split personalities. So like the analytical side, legal side, that kind of thing, the practical side, and then the creative and very free and flowing side of my business too. And so I think a lot of times, especially as attorneys, it's really, really easy for us to not really get the creative people like and it's I think it's have a unique opportunity to kind of bridge the gap there and like have both sides of that um, showcased on the podcast. So, yeah, we're going to talk about literally everything like nothing is off limits, um, but it's really centered on female creative entrepreneurs. So I am really, really excited about it. Yeah. So go and listen to the Self Starter podcast out now. Nicole, it has been such a delight to talk to you. I feel like we need to have a part two for this and have you on <laughs> the show again. Um, but before we leave, uh, is there anything else that you want to say to the audience? Or if there's nothing else, just let us know where we can find you online. Yeah, I think just like, so my tagline for my podcast is that you're the girl for the job. So I think just believing that and like, that's just been my mantra recently, just like thinking, I, I am doing a good job and I am the specific person that's right for this and not thinking like, oh, someone else is more qualified. But no, you are the girl for the job. So I think that would be my my last little tidbit. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, it's at underscore Nicole Lauren and then at Self Starter Podcast as well. And then, yeah, I'm so excited for all these things you're doing as well, Christy. And you're such an inspiration too. Oh, well, it's mutual. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. Don't forget to give Nicole a follow at underscore Nicole Lauren. That's underscore N-I-C-H-O-L-E-L-A-U-R-E-N on Instagram. She's amazing. Give her a follow. Give her a shout out. Tell her that we sent you. If you want to learn more about the Rising Tide Society and this incredible community of creative entrepreneurs, you can visit greenville.therisingtidesociety.com. You can find information about our local monthly meetups there. We have both in-person and virtual meetups, so there's something for everyone. You can also download the monthly educational guide on a different business topic. It's peer-reviewed. It's amazing. If you're not local to Greenville, then go to that website, greenville.therisingtidesociety.com and get in touch with me. I can help you find a chapter that's near you, or you can go to honeybook.com slash risingtide. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.